The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Really quickly, before we get into this episode, I wanted to mention my Patreon. Patrons get all the podcasts a week early. I do giveaways. I do some other stuff. But most importantly, if you want me to review your music or artwork or anything else, Patreon is the way to do that. Every month, I do a call for submissions. All you need to do if you want me to review something is just post it in the comments of that post. Then I will review it live on Twitch for the hundreds of people that tune into every stream and post it on Patreon for everyone to check out. All you need to do is just join at the $10 and up level, stay tuned for that post, and you are good to go. So if that sounds cool to you and you want me to review your music, artwork, or anything else, hit the link in the show notes for this episode. And thank you very much to everyone who supports over on Patreon. I have been thinking about this exact topic for quite a while. This video by Pineapple Man, uh, who only has 339 subscribers. So I haven't watched it yet, but let's assume that it's good. If it is, give Pineapple Man some subs because this is a question I have been wondering for quite a while. I may actually make a video about this topic as well. What I've noticed is that there's this whole universe of pop artists. Uh, for example, Carly Rae Jepsen, Rina Sawayama, Taylor Swift, uh, Lord, who for some reason are like worshipped by music nerds. Music nerds meaning the kind of people that hang out on Rate Your Music or Reddit. The kind of people that normally don't like pop and for some reason they've adopted this small subset of pop artists and they just they worship them right and this it feels like this happened kind of suddenly like maybe what five years ago something like that just all of a sudden the music nerds um and to be clear i i like anthony fantano i am friends with him he's a great guy but the fantano type people suddenly kind of just adopted all of them as like quote-unquote real music um and, and they and they typically don't like any other pop so this is a question that i have been trying to answer in my own mind for quite a while so i want to see what pineapple man says to answer the question of why do music nerds love 
Carly Rae Jepsen? Let's find out. And really quick, before we go any further, have you checked out my Patreon? Patrons get early access to all my main channel videos and my podcasts. I also do giveaways sometimes. For example, I just gave away a pair of these Eargasm earplugs. And if you want me to review your music, there's a way to do that as well. All you gotta do is join at the $10 and up level, then every month I do a call for submissions. If you want me to review something, all you gotta do is drop it in the comments of that post, then I will review it live on Twitch and post it on Patreon for everyone to see. So if that sounds cool, hit the link in the description of this video, and I appreciate your support. Think of music nerds, what music pops your mind? Death Grips, Apex Twin, yes. Bloody Valentine. Yes. And if you are going to the more mainstream side, probably Radiohead. Yes. But what if I told you there was one artist that defied all music nerd stereotypes? An artist so unapologetically pop that even your K-pop obsessed auntie might make fun of you for listening to them. You saw the title on the thumbnail, you know who it is. Carly Rae Jepsen. Right. Queen of Carly Rae Jepsen. See, look, look, here we go. For whoever in the chat said, I've literally never heard anyone talk about Carly. Here's examples from TikTok and wherever else. Pop heads, exactly. Pop heads on Reddit would be a perfect example of this. You can see, I'm not making this up. These people worship her. Now, British Columbian, and of course- She's from British Columbia? Is she? I didn't know that. Shout out to British Columbia. It is a great province. And of course, pop artist. From an outside perspective, it might seem like Jepsen is another washed-up pop star. Her hit in the early 2010s, accompanied by a similarly successful album, yep. which was then followed by another 80s-inspired one, yep. which didn't do bad commercially, per se, but compared to KISS, and especially compared to the so-called on the human race, that Call Me Man, Maybe- Man, Call Me Maybe, great song. One of the definitive songs of the 2010s. I'm kind of sick of it at this point because I've heard it so many goddamn times, and there's all these cringy early 2010s, you know, viral videos of people singing along to it like this. I'm over it. I really, really, really like you is actually my favorite Carly Rae Jepsen song. Just what a sweet song. I like it. It was great. But then everything else after that, I was kind of lukewarm on. But it seems like that's the stuff that the music nerds loved. Let's see if he can explain that sort of uh, turning of the tables. How the turntables. It didn't do that well. And then silence for about three years until another album was released, which was then overshadowed by the premiere of the Game of Thrones finale. And now is planning to release an album the same day as Taylor Swift. But despite oh. her lack of stardom in the current era and her god-awful release dates, Carly Rae Jepsen probably holds. I mean, he's talking about her release dates, which, I mean, I get, you know, releasing an album on the same day as Taylor Swift or Game of Thrones, probably not ideal, but that's not going to make or break it, right? Like, if you have the songs and if you have the star power, put it this way. If, you know, Doja Cat put out an album on the same day as Taylor Swift, it's not going to hurt Doja Cat's career. So I don't think it's as simple as that. It's one of the most dedicated fan bases in all pop. And you would know how hard that is if you've ever spent any time in pop Twitter. A fan base so dedicated pop Twitter. that they have made their own tabletop RPGs, poems, Whoa. and even their own- There's a Carly Rae Jepsen tabletop RPG. That tells you everything about the current fandom of this woman. The kind of people that play tabletop RPGs, the kind of people that make tabletop RPGs. That is the Carly Rae Jepsen fandom in 2022. And the question is, how do we get here? Own festivals about her music. And all those things without having to be pushed by any label. 
all done by the fans. Mm -hmm. But these very dedicated fans are in your <laughs> Obviously fake, but this man's shirt, public castration is a good idea. Um, I would say that's up there with the iconic Paris Hilton stop being poor shirt. <laughs> I want it. Normal pop fans. No, they are different. Smellier, older, wider. I was yes. more Y chromosomes than most pop fans. Of course, yes. I'm talking about music nerds. A group known for its pretentiousness, lack of showers, and their distaste for everything pop. Well, at least in the past. Nowadays, yes. the music nerd movement has become more accepting of more types of music, could then be more fond of trap and of course pop music. Now you mm -hmm. see the youths in death group shirts, praising artists such as Dua Lipa, Taylor Swift, or Rina Sawayama. Exactly. See, this is what I was talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. How did it happen is the question. Definitely not the popular opinion in the pre-Cambrian age of pre-2016 internet. But the thing is, Carly Rae Jepsen was already a very liked artist among music nerds before he became cool to like yes. pop. But why is that? Why is Carly Rae Jepsen an unapologetically pop artist who doesn't scare away from the pop formula both lyrically and sound-wise, so popular among the music nerd community. Mm -hmm. Well, I have many theories. Okay. Theory number one, the underdog. Despite making such great yeah. music, Carly Rae Jepsen is not really in the spotlight, or anywhere near it, at least anymore. Apart from people who are really into pop music or the aforementioned music nerds, most people haven't heard of her. I think this underdog theory is definitely, uh, I like the sound of this because these are the type of people that are always rooting for the underdog. These are the people who the second something becomes popular, they don't like it anymore. So I think there's a lot to be said for this. The type of people, these are the type of people that if they watched sports, they would say that college football was better than the NFL, even though everybody knows that's a goddamn fucking lie. Everybody knows it. If you think college football is better than the NFL, just close your browser right now. Throw your phone out the fucking window. Just, you need to remove yourself from this planet with your incorrect opinions. Homie, maybe. Which, considering how good post-kiss music is, it's really a crime. And it's not just me who thinks this. It's a common sentiment among anybody who has listened to emotion or anything that preceded it. That Carly but see, I actually think Carly Rae Jepsen's music, so he's pointing out that she's not as popular as she used to be, uh, but he's saying, well, that's a shame because her music is really good now. I actually disagree. I think her music is much more boring than it used to be. I think Lord's music is much more boring than it used to be. I think Taylor Swift's music is much more boring than it used to be. So in my opinion, all of these artists got worse when they became accepted by music nerds, or should I say, um, when they became worse, that is when they got accepted by music nerds. He deserves to be out there with the biggest pop stars in terms of popularity, but she isn't. And I think this image of pop underdog has made a lot of people attracted to Carly's music and made the already existing fans that. even more dedicated. As people are attracted to underdog stories more because they have a higher sense of connection to them as they feel that their support is more influential in the success of said underdog. I think that's right. For me, I like a winner. Whoever's number one right now, whoever's on top, I'm the biggest fan. When, it, when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, I was the 12th man. I was cheering for Russell Wilson and then when they lost, Get out of here, you fucking bum. I've never heard of you. You fucking suck. I'm on Team Tom Brady now. That's me. I'm just that guy.
I want to play for the winning team. You're only as good as your last game, you fucking loser. I think there's something to this. She also doesn't seem as intimidating as the other female pop artists. She seems like the cute, geeky girl next door, not like the cheer captain. I think that there's a lot to be said for that. These guys want to want to hump girls with bangs. I hope that that's one of his theories. Music nerds want to hump white girls with bangs. Think about it. Bangs are the common denominator here. Taylor Swift has bangs. Carly Rae Jepsen has bangs. Lord probably has bangs now. It could be that. Nerds want to hump girls with bangs. If you were in a conversation with both a Taylor Swift and a Kali Ray Jepsen fan, <laughs> who would recommend the music of their beloved artist first? I love the depiction of the Carly Ray Jepsen fan over here with his uh, Death Grips shirt. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Who would recommend the music of their beloved artist first? The Swifty or the Jepsoner? Well, obviously the Jepsoner, as the Swifty already assumes that you know of Taylor Swift and her new music due mm, to how popular she is. While the Jepsoner probably thinks that you don't know anything about Carly's music after Call Me Maybe, so they don't see this as and a conversation, right. but instead a battle. 
where the objective yep. is not to kill an enemy or to capture a point, but instead to convert them into the CRJ cult. I think that there's a lot to be said for this. These type of people really do see themselves as evangelists, you know, that uh, it's their mission to make all the plebs in this uh, god-awful world aware of their great taste in music by making the plebs appreciate obscure artists like Lord and Carly Rae Jepsen. That's the part that I think is funny is like, you know, that these people act like nobody's ever heard of Carly Rae Jepsen or Lord. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, you don't think people know about Lord, Really? My wife worked for Amazon for six years. Lord played the Amazon Christmas party in 2018. That's where I saw her. That's that's your underground pop queen played the Amazon company Christmas party. <laughs> You're number two. Nerds just want to have fun. Music nerds just want to have fun. Okay. Pop stars have been trying to distance themselves away from the cutesy teenage girl type aesthetics that were once associated with pop. We followed them adapting edgier personas. I think this is true too. I think a lot of these dudes, mostly because they're mostly dudes, genuinely like the music. It just became socially acceptable for music nerds to openly do so over the last few years. Uh, I think that's sort of the point he's making here is like, hey, music nerds want to listen to pop too. But of course, they can't listen to just, you know, pop that's just pop. They have to listen to the sort of melancholy, boring, low energy version of pop because you can't just fucking... You know, listen to Ariana Grande like everybody else. And yeah, C-tier mainstream artists, exactly. Which have brought us some great music and also some not-so-great music. And a big reason why this pop shift has been happening is due to pop losing its number one place as the genre of the youth, with it being awarded to rap. Which is not bad, nothing wrong with rap music. But what is terrible was the influx of pop stars trying to fit in the hip-hop wave mm. by adapting a lot of their sounds and aesthetics of trap in order to seem hip, hip and cool. And that doesn't only apply to the great trapification of 2017, but can also- Yeah, there was, there was the trapification of 2017. I personally didn't think that was a problem, but I agree. Also be seen in the 2020s with the new wave of TikTok pop stars whose whole gimmick is just singing a lullaby for two-year-olds. <laughs> But changing some of the words for fuck, shit, and they're feeling extra rebellious that they maybe even a bitch. So do the uh, do the music nerds do they not like TikTok pop? You know, if TikTok pop is like stuff like Gail and uh, what's that other girl's name? They just showed I forget her name, but uh, they always make fun of her on uh, pop heads. Do the music nerds not like TikTok pop? Everything dark, every lyric about depression, and every lullaby ruined. Sometimes people just want those old pop stars back. And Carly Rae Jepsen brings exactly that. Her music doesn't incorporate other genres, nor does it change to fit modern trends. This ironically makes her music age better. It's very bland. Some trends are someday going to die out. And in this modern internet age, someday is six months from now. For example, Taylor's Reputation, which came out a year later than Carly's. Kind of emotion. a boring album. Now, it is undeniable that Reputation saw way more, and is fast as times more commercially successful than emotion but in the year yes. 2022 dark brandon arises you will tremble kneeling before your new overlord dark brandon let's talk about more and i don't mean which one gets googled more or which one gets more streams i mean which of these albums is still creating discussions <laughs> more specifically positive discussions i'm going to give you a hint it's the one without edge here and future theory number three 
Music okay. nerds Ryan Gosling. The Music nerds Ryan Gosling. Hmm. Okay. Let's see what let's see what this means. I'm hoping that this is the point where he says the music nerds want to hump white girls with bangs because that is uh, I think that is a factor here. Let's see if he brings it up. Unapologetically poppiness of Carly's music has made many music nerds pretend to like or exaggerate how much they like Carly's music due to its ironic value because mm, it's something you wouldn't expect a music nerd to like. Oh dude, look at my topster. I have Death Grips, Machine Girl, Radiohead, and also Carly Rage Epson. Okay, so what he's saying here is that um, you know some of these people like Carly Rae Jepsen because they want to show everybody how uh, you know zany their music taste is and that they like Death Grips and Carly Rae Jepsen. It's not unexpected and goofy for my guy like me. Wait, why are you leaving? I haven't even shown you my Soviet movie collection yet. Carly Rae Jepsen for music. <laughs> oh, I like this guy. what Ryan Gosling is for straight dudes. It's definitely a little unexpected for you as a straight man to like, but not enough for it to be considered gay. Hmm. But I honestly think... Yeah, see, now me, I'm, I'm not really a Ryan Gosling type of guy. I mean, I'd have to see his feet to say for sure, but my wife has pointed out that uh, I'm more of a... Um, you know, I, I like uh, Mark Consuelos from Riverdale. Big fan of him. By the way, look at this motherfucker. He's like 52 years old. Look at this motherfucker. I'm more of a Mark Consuelos kind of guy or um, Mario Lopez. Also... 49 years old, just sickeningly good looking. Just, uh, I'm more into like older guys, a little bit of a uh, darker complexion. That's what my wife has pointed out. Uh, is he circumcised? That's a good question. That's a good question. I would bet that Ryan Gosling is circumcised. I'd have, but uh, yeah, so that, that is, that does factor into the analysis. But anyway, let's get back to the video. Uh, I got distracted by Mark Consuelos and Mario Lopez. This group of people who like Carly Rae Jepsen, ironically, is a very, very, very small portion of her music and her fan base. I agree with I honestly that. I think most people just like her because her music is good. Theory number four, maybe her music is just good. I know this is going to sound crazy. But maybe people like Carly Rae Jepsen because her music is... Yeah, uh, yeah, but okay. I think if he's going to say that they like Carly Rae Jepsen just because her music is good, uh, I think that that is very incomplete analysis because there are thousands of pop artists who make good music. Why is she and, you know, Rina Sawayama and, you know, the later Taylor Swift albums, why is there, like, just this small set of pop artists out of the thousands of pop artists that make good music, why are there like five that these music nerds have adopted as their own? It's not just because the music is good, because there are thousands of pop artists making good music. It's gotta be something else. This may sound like a cheap cop-out to the video, as it says something that everybody already knows, while also undermining the whole point of the video. Well, make a video about why music nerds like Holly Ray Jepsen. If you're just gonna say, oh, it's because her music is good. And yeah, I do think the main reason why Carly Rae Jepsen has such a dedicated fan base is because her music is good, but that doesn't mean the other theories are not true. I yeah, I think I think it's not just the music. I do think her music is fine, um, but it's a specific flavor of good. It's the, it's uh, she doesn't sound like Lana Del Rey exactly, but it's that sort of more like melancholy, you know, kind of mopey, indie-ish sort of sound of her newer stuff because it's not call me maybe that's not the song that they like which is clearly her most popular song 
Um, it's the newer stuff that sounds actually much that has as much weaker hooks that they like. It made her fan base more dedicated. I do believe that her being so unapologetically pop in a landscape where most pop stars want to make everything but pop has contributed to her success. And I'd say poppiness has mm. made people. So part of the reason for her success is she's unapologetically pop. I don't actually think that's true because she has sort of said many times that she doesn't want to be commercial and blah, blah, blah. So I think of someone like Ariana Grande or Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer would be a good example. Megan Trainer is unapologetically pop. Like it has never even crossed her mind that she should like ever feel bad about making the kind of music that she makes or that there would be something wrong with it. Or like it has never occurred to Megan Trainer that like, oh, maybe I should try to do something more credible. Right? Like, she just doesn't give a fuck. I would say Carly Rae Jepsen is actually quite self-conscious. I don't know if apologetic is the right word, but she's very deliberately pop. So I don't actually think it's true to say that she's unapologetically pop. People like her for ironic purposes. But at the end of the day, it's the music that makes people say. You could start listening to Carly Rae Jepsen ironically. Hmm. I think it's this. I Need Coffee 1994 is correct, and I'm going to steal your idea for this video. I'm going to steal your idea because I think this is correct. It's the Goldilocks effect. If you like underground stuff, you're a hipster, but if you like really popular stuff, you're a normie, she's right up the middle. I think that that is, uh, I think there's something there. I think that's a big part of it. These music nerd people are exactly that because in reality, they don't actually have very adventurous taste in music. I mean, these people are not for the most part listening to fucking, you know, guttural secrete and have a hedge. You know, their idea of music that's like challenging is Radiohead, which is like the most bland fucking middle of the road, non-threatening, uninteresting version of like anything experimental that you can imagine. Like Faith No More and Radiohead. Oh, wow. How crazy and experimental. Wow. You're so unpredictable. So I do think that these people sort of want to stay in that safe lane because they're not actually adventurous people. Exactly. They like ice cream because who doesn't? but they like rum and raisin because they don't want to be obvious. I think that's exactly right. Yes. It's what drives people to make role-playing games and to write and edit ninth grade level essays about why they use death grip shirts like her music. Okay, well, shout out to Pineapple Man. That was a great video. I subscribed to his channel. I think you should too. I think he makes a lot of great points, but the one part that he left out, which I legitimately actually do think is a very important part of it, is think about who music nerds are. It's mostly like socially awkward, like white guys in their mid 20s with beards, you know, who look like the uh, they're, they're this person. Think about who these people are. It's this guy, the bug man. This is the music nerd is the bug man. And uh, think about what kind of girls this guy is into. He's into artsy white girls with bangs, right? Or in the case of Rina Sawayama, artsy Asian girls with bangs. And I do think that is a non-trivial part of this. However, I think he raises a lot of good points here. Uh, good video. Make sure you show Pineapple Man some love. And uh, listen, don't be one of these people. Be a true music appreciator that listens to Megan Trainor and Ariana Grande. Don't play it safe and listen to Carly Rae Jepsen. Go full pop, or better yet, go full pop country. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Go listen to some Dan and Shay. You won't regret it, I promise you. And more than anything, avoid girls with bangs. If you take anything away from this video, it's that. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. 
If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>